so used to that five minutes, I forgot. I said two minutes, didn't I? Yeah, a lot of people say hi to you. Good to see you guys. You guys ready for this evening? I have something in my heart. Can we get into the Word of God? Can we do that? Uh, I want to I wanna jump right in, and uh, I, I've got something that I want to share with you. I called today, uh, today's message, Let the Rivers Flow. Let the Rivers Flow. Uh, I want to talk about something that's really in my heart. And uh, before I get into it, let's just go to, let's go to Scripture. Let's go to John chapter 7. And, uh, and probably familiar to some of you. Uh, some maybe maybe not, and so we're going to read it, and then we're going to we're going to get in and see what God has to say to us today. John chapter seven verse thirty-seven. It says, "On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water.' Notice that." Scripture says that out of our hearts will flow rivers, rivers of living water. That's where I, 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 I received the title today, or got the title of today's message, is Let the Rivers Flow. And I'm going to explain that here in just a little bit. But I want you to see that it says, not river, but rivers. It's plural. It's not singular. It's plural. So it says, let the rivers flow. And in verse 39, but this he spoke concerning the Spirit. So he's talking about the Holy Spirit here. Allowing the Holy Spirit to flow out of our lives. It says, but this he spoke concerning the Spirit who those believing in him would receive. For the Spirit was not yet given because Jesus had not yet been glorified. When Jesus was ascended, then the Holy Spirit was, uh, uh, had descended and uh, was given, given to us. And thank God for that. Amen. Now, here's where I want to go with this. We are in a, we're in a, a great day, a, a wonderful day, a day where there's a, a, a great need out there. There's great need for Jesus. How many of you agree with that? And uh, as a church, we're growing. There's a lot of different people coming in with a lot of different needs, a lot of different issues, a lot of different circumstances. I, I see it, and, and I'm, I'm talking to people and ministering to people myself, and I know our, our, our ministry team is doing that, our leadership team, along with our small groups and, and that type of thing. And so we're seeing it, our, our dream team, they're ministering to people, and just all the time, our prayer team up here ministering to people, and, and that's awesome. But I'm going to tell you something that it's, it's not enough. It's not enough that, that we just have a, a select few doing this. God's mind, God's heart, God's intent is that his whole body would do this. Amen. That it would be each and every one of us be ministering to the multitudes that he wants to minister to. That's awesome. That was something that I was taught very early on that it wasn't just, it wasn't just for the pastors. It wasn't just for select leaders, but it was something that God wanted to do through every one of us. And I want you to understand that the Bible says here that, uh, uh, that there, there's rivers that he wants flowing. Now, if you think about rivers, if you look at John chapter 4, it talks about a well springing up, a well of life springing up. When you think of a well, a well's really for, for you and maybe for a family, but it's just for a select few. But rivers is for, 
for multitudes. Rivers is, is, is given so that it can refresh lots and lots and lots and lots of people. Where lots and lots of people can partake of the rivers of life. And God says out of our, out of our heart will flow rivers of living, living water. There's life change that he wants to bring into people's lives. And so here's, here's what I want to just start out with this, this evening, is I want to talk about how to have the greatest flow. Because we want to, we want to impact people in a, in a great way, and, and we want to make sure that, that every, every person that God brings across our path, that they, they are they're partaking of that, that flow from our life to theirs, and that they're, they're, they're experiencing life change. That when they encounter you, they are encountering, encountering life. And they walk away with, with healing. If it's healing, they walk away with restoration. If it's restoration, or if it's freedom, they need some, some deliverance maybe from whatever. That they're walking away and they are getting answers to whatever their needs are in their life. God wants that. Here's the problem. And that's this, is that we've got to believe God. Number one, we've got to believe that God wants to use us all. There's some here that do not see that God wants to use you for a variety of different reasons. You might think that he might not want to use you just simply, just simply because you don't feel, you don't feel good enough because you're looking at all of your issues. <laughs> you got issues. Did you know that? That's a revelation for some of you, right? You've got issues. You do. You have issues. I have issues. We all have issues. My wife just said all God's children have issues. We just have some issues. We have some issues that we're working through. We're, we're, we don't have it all together. And, and uh, as long as we're here on this earth, there's going to be some, there's, there's going to be a work in progress. And so I'm going to make some mistakes. Uh, I, I, today, twice, two different times, I, I asked for forgiveness for a couple of things that I did this past week. I just, I, I, I said some things and I asked for forgiveness. Actually, I did both of those, asked both of, both of those people today. One was in our church, the other one was uh, outside of our church. And, and, you know, I'm going to make some mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. But just because of those mistakes doesn't mean that God doesn't want to use you. Doesn't mean that he doesn't want to take your life and do something significant through you. He, he wants to bring, he wants to bring, I mean, he wants to bring his, his power, he wants to bring his his resolve in the, in the lives of people through you and I. He wants to do that. And so if you have issues, you've got, you're going to have to take those issues to God whenever he reveals those issues to you and resolve them with God and just move on. Go on. And, and, get, and deal with it and go on. And so that's, that's, that's one, of the, one of the things that I see that, that keeps people back from allowing the rivers flow in, in and through their lives. And there's nothing like it when, when God uses you in the lives of other people. I mean, it's like, 
there's times where I'm ministering to people and I'm just saying things and I'm going, it's like there's two different people here. I'm ministering and I'm kind of stepping back and thinking, wow, that's good. That's awesome. And, and, and you, you that know those rivers flowing out of your life, you know what I'm talking about. And it's like, it's like these people are they're sitting there and they're good and God's touching their hearts and you're seeing the freedom brought to their life and you're going, wow, that's God. Amen. Because I would have never thought to say that. Amen. God just using us. And I had to come to grips with the fact a long time ago that God's just going to use imperfect people. And, and thank God that I had, a, I had some pastors that taught me that, that it's, it's okay, it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay. Paul the Apostle, probably uh, outside of Jesus, one of the, one of the people that were used the greatest in, in history, said, I don't claim to have arrived but this one thing I do, he says, I press forward. I press towards the mark. And, and he, he just pressed forward. And, and, and he was a murderer. And you go back and you look at his history. I was, talk, I was telling somebody just recently, you know, the difference between those that, are, that have been incarcerated in me is I didn't get caught. I should have been. I should have been incarcerated had I gotten caught. I should have been. And that's the only difference between them and me. And so we got to quit looking at ourselves as thinking, well, I just don't have it. Here's another thing that we do. We have a tendency to compare. We look at other people. We look at us. We look at our gifts and we look at theirs and we think, man, how could God ever use me? Look at them, man. They've got, they know how to talk. You should have heard me. I mean, you think I'm bad now? You should have heard me speak years ago. But you know what I did? I just, I just stepped out in faith. God said, go. He said, preach. He said, speak. I just went, preached, and spoke. And I just watched him work in spite of me. And some of you, you need to, you need to step out. You need to start, you need to, you need to throw off the lids you need to take the lid off of your life and let God use you and allow those rivers of living water to flow out of your life and let God use you in the lives of others. There are too many people out there that need Jesus Christ. There are billions of people, billions. I'm saying billions of people that have never been born again. And what they're looking for and we got to quit criticizing what they're looking for and the things that they're doing. They're just looking for Christ. They're just looking in all the wrong places. And we need to bring a, a real, live Jesus Christ to them. Amen? But we're going to have to start looking at our lives differently and looking at our lives as being an instrument, or Scripture calls it a vessel, a vessel of honor where God could use in the lives of others. I think it dishonors God when we, we, when we undervalue our lives. I think it brings honor to God when we say, God, you made us, you said we could, you could use us, therefore I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go forward and I'm going to let you to use me. Acts chapter 2, it says this in verse 14, it says, And Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, 
men of Judah and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall, be, it shall come to pass in the last day, says the Lord, I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons, your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. To me, that's all inclusive. It's like the old and the young. So you might think you're too old. Well, I think you're wrong. So you might think you're too young. Well, I think you're wrong. He's going to pour it all out. He's going to pour his spirit out upon all flesh. And he's going to use us. Take the lid off. Take that lid off. Quit limiting God. Use, let God use you in a very powerful, powerful, powerful way. Verse, uh, John chapter 14, verse 12 through 14, it says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me. How many believes are believers in the house? He who believes in me. He who believes in me. That means it doesn't matter if they're young or old. It doesn't matter uh, female or male. It says, he who believes in me. The Bible says, the works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son, and if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. It glorifies God when we let God use us. It glorifies God when people, when people are being ministered to, when they're being set free, when they're being saved, when they're getting delivered, when they're, you know, they're, they're being helped in their spiritual walk to another level of experience or another level of relationship with God. It, it glorifies God. It brings honor to God. Why wouldn't God want to use us when it brings honor to Him? Amen? Some of you, I'm, I'm calling you out. I am calling you out and I'm saying you come out of your place of, of timidity, you come out of your place of comfort and you become comfortable with being uncomfortable and you start stepping out and you let God use you. You let God, I'm empowering you. To go out and let God use you in the lives of others. Throw off, throw off all the boundaries and you start letting God use you. Are you going to make mistakes? Absolutely. But God's bigger than your mistakes. The biggest mistake is you not, you not doing anything. Amen? Are you stirred yet? I want, I, I'm telling you, God is sending us a harvest. And we're, I say he's sending us, we're going out there and inviting them and God's bringing them into our, into our house here and he's allowing us to minister to them. And I want, I, want, I, want a, I want a church that is equipped to do what God wants them to do and that's to minister life to them. Those rivers, rivers, rivers of living water coming out of them. I think you got the picture, okay? So how do we have the greatest flow? First of all, we need to, we must. It's important that we believe that God wants to use us all. But secondly, we need to be being filled. Be being filled with that river or rivers of living water. And it's what I'm talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's essential that we stay being filled with the Holy Spirit. That it's not just a one-time experience, it's a daily thing that we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
daily, being full. Full of his power, full of his anointing, full of the Holy Spirit, allowing him to to speak to us and to guide us and direct us and not being led by the flesh, not being led by circumstances and fear and, and situations because that's where a lot of people are. They're not led by the Spirit. They're led by their, they're led by their circumstances. They're led by the opinions of, of others. They're led by whatever. But instead of being led by the Spirit of God, we got, the only way we're going to be led by God's Spirit is being full of the Spirit of God. And, and, and it's not just a one-time thing. It is a continuous thing in our life that we must be filled with the Spirit. I was talking to my brother. We're, we're, this weekend, we're celebrating 20 years as a church. 20 years. Isn't that awesome? And I was talking to my brother. He, he was part of the launch team. He came for the first year, helped us get started. And... and uh, and he, he's, he just said, brother, you, you, you just, man, you're talking about diligent. Just, man, your, your endurance is just, it, it just boggles me. I said, you know, it's the Spirit of God inside of me. It's, I said, thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God that I can pray in the Spirit. Thank God that I pray in the Spirit every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. Every day, since the day that I got filled with the Spirit... In uh, September the 26th, 1986, every day, every day, every day, every day, not one day has gone by without me praying in the Spirit. Because I need to be filled. I need to stay filled. And, and it's, it's the Spirit of God that empowers us. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. I mean, the power of God to endure, the power of God to address, the power of God to, to cause what God wants to bring about through our lives, he will do that through his power in us and through us. And some of you, you've not, you've not, you've not allowed everything that God has for you to come into your life. Again, take off the boundaries, take off the lids, and say, God, if it's for me, and it is, if it's for me, I want it. I don't want anything less than what you have for me. I want to be used, and I want to be used mightily and powerfully. I want to see uh, what happens. Uh, I want to see what, I want to see happen what you see that you want happening in and through my life. That's what I want to see. Ephesians tells us this in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. It says, look carefully, and I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible. It says, look carefully how you walk, live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and the witless, but as the wise, sensible, intelligent people, making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless or foolish, but understanding and firmly grasping what the will of the Lord is. Well, how are we going to do that? Well, it tells us. Thank God for the scripture. Thank God that it points out. It says, and do not be drunk with wine. Don't be intoxicated with the things of this world. Don't allow, don't allow the, the things of this world to intoxicate you, the, the, the things of the flesh and circumstances and situations. Don't get, don't get all intoxicated in that. It says, it says, don't be drunk with wine, for this is debauchery, which means wasteful or reckless living but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. Notice here it says, but, 
be ever, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. It's a continuous thing to be being filled with the Holy Spirit. How do you do that? Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, 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 and submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. In other words, let's put God first in every area of our lives. This is how you stay being filled with the word. I just, we just came off this series called I Worship. And the importance of worshiping God. And, and maybe I should have focused a little bit more on, on our corporate worship. Corporate worship is so important that we come together and we worship God. And I try to, I pr- I try to put the emphasis on just utilizing your whole life as, as, a, as a way of worshiping God. And you can. And, and focus your life on God. And, and that's, that's a means of worship. And as we worship God, that keeps you filled. I'm telling you, it keeps you filled. Um, I had, I had uh, had something happen. And uh, I, had received, I had received a letter in, in, in the mail of, from, a, from a, a pastor friend of mine locally. And, and in that letter, it made a statement. And that statement was a statement that I had made to him. And it was kind of an, a, a negative. And, and I'm, so I'm telling it on myself, and he's the one that I had to apologize to, to today. And, uh, and so it was, it was, it was an, it was, he had asked me something, and I said, well, it, you know, it probably won't happen. And, uh, and so when I saw that that letter went out to pastors all over Tyler, it, 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 it's like, why did he take my conversation with him and... and, and uh, and expose it to everybody else. He didn't give my name. Nobody knew that it was me but him and I. But still, he sent the letter to me, so I know. <laughs> it's like, so, you know, I didn't really care for it. I just, it's kind of just, you know, I, I don't get offended. I, I, I choose not to. I just choose not to get offended. I, I'm, I'm, you can do whatever you can do uh, to me, but I, I'm not going to get offended. Great, uh, great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. I love God's word too much. I'm not going to allow anything to offend me. But it doesn't mean that it, there's not things that, uh, that won't rub me wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to let it, I'm not going to hold a grudge. I'm not going to do that. So I talked to my wife about it, and she said, Hun, I don't remember exactly what all she said, but she was trying to give me some counsel. And, uh, and I just, I told her like I normally do, I'll pray about it. And I do. I, I pray about everything. And so, so I took it to the Lord in prayer. And during my prayer time, my morning prayer time, where I'm, there's nothing else around, nobody else around. Everybody's shut out. It's me and God. And I'm praying and I'm seeking God and I'm saying, God, what do I do with this? You know, you, know, you saw it. You saw my response. What do I do with this? And I, I, I felt like the Lord says, you were in error. You were wrong. And, and, and I felt, and it, it was not that I heard a voice, it was just this impression in my heart. I just had this knowing in my heart that I was the one that was wrong in this, 
And I felt immediately that I needed to apologize to him. And how I felt like I was wrong is because I need to be a voice of faith in everybody's life. Instead, I voiced out doubt to him that, oh, it probably won't happen. I want to be a voice of grace in the lives of people that when I speak to you and I talk to you, that there's that river or rivers of living water that's bringing faith and grace into your life. And it did not bring faith and grace into his life. It, it, it brought some negative. It brought some unbelief. Are you, are you, seeing, are you seeing it now? I'm going to tell you, I probably, I probably would have not ever seen that had I not gotten in his presence and continued to stay filled with his presence. And by me staying in prayer, staying in the word, being, being in good fellowship with one another and, 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 and doing what we're doing tonight and joining together and just just being under the anointing tonight through worship, and even right now, even as I'm ministering the word, the anointing's here. I'm just receiving, even right now, even though I'm giving, I'm receiving from the Spirit of God. Are you with me? And so, so I, I today, uh, happened to, he happened to uh, text me, asked me if I could have lunch with him today. I got the letter Saturday and it's like I knew that I was going to meet with him and so I just uh, you know today at the conclusion of our of our 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 time together I said listen I I need to I need to apologize I'm going to ask you to please forgive me for something and I told him I said listen what what you said I said it kind of you know uh, you know didn't upset me but it just kind of rubbed me wrong a little and I, I said I I was going to talk to him. I'm a confronter, so I'm going, to, I'm going to talk to him. I wasn't going to let it. If there's something, I, my, our, our value in our house, we deal with it and go on. I don't let anything go unsettled. If there's something that needs to be dealt with, I'm going to deal with it. I don't, I don't like clutter. I don't, some of you have some clutter, and this is, here's the Holy Spirit t- talking to somebody here. You, some of you, you've got too much clutter in your soul. You, you need to deal with issues, you need to deal with it, and you need to go on. You need to, you need to get filled with the presence of God, you need to get filled with God, stay full of God, deal with those issues and go on. Keep your soul fresh, keep it, keep it uh, clear of clutter inside, amen? Amen. amen. And so I was going to deal with it, I just happened to have to deal with it a different way. And of course he apologized, he says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to you know, expose it. He says, I, I, I knew it was just you and I that knew about this. And so I said, no biggie, no biggie, no biggie. Just please forgive me for me not being a, a vessel of grace and faith in your life. Okay? Can you see it? It's important that we stay be, being filled with the Spirit. Can you hang with me a little longer? Okay? All right. Can Hang with me a little longer. Um, John chapter 3, verse 16. It says, John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier, this is John the Baptist, he says, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am, I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. We need to have the fire of God at all times. 
We, we need this presence of God on our life that when we encounter other people, it's burning things off of their life that they don't need in their life. Not everybody's going to be receptive. I understand that. I, I understand that not everybody's going to be receptive. But I'm going to tell you, people are looking. And they are hungry. And they're looking for a, they're looking for a real God. And I think the only way that we can present a real God to, to the people that we're needing to minister to is that we just stay filled with His Spirit. That we are baptized with the Holy Spirit and that we just have the fire of God in our life at all times. Amen? Amen. Romans 12, verse 11 says this, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. I, I love the way that the Amplified brings it out. It says, never, never lag in zeal and in earnest in, in endeavor, but a, it says, be aglow, burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. Burning with the Spirit. Being filled with the Spirit. I, I, I cannot stand, I cannot stand when there's something inside that's un, unresolved. I, I just want, I want God. I want all of God. And that's what I'm saying is, don't, don't be filled with other stuff. Don't, be, don't allow other stuff in your life to fill your, to fill your soul, to fill your heart, to fill your life. Allow the Spirit of God to fill you. And let that flow out of your life into the lives of others. It'll change lives, I guarantee you. It'll change lives. And I, I don't have time to share stories, a lot, a lot of other stories about that, but I could because it's, it's, a, it's, it's a regular occurrence and has been because that's what the Holy Spirit does. He ministers to people and he does it through us. Last thing I just want to share with you tonight. Are you getting anything? Okay. Last thing, how to have the greatest flow is minister out of your overflow. Get so full that when you come into contact with people, there's such an overflow. Even like right now, just ministering at them overflow. There's just, a, there's just an overflow that it's not something hard. It's not something that you have to work at necessarily because you've already done all the work. You've already spent time in prayer. You've spent time in worship. You've spent time in the Word. You've spent time in Christ, Christian fellowship. You've spent time in, 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 in repentance and repenting and, and just seeking God and doing all those different things so that when you come into contact with other people, it just flows out of you. Minister out of your overflow. Let, let it come out of you. Get so full that it just, it, it, it just comes out of you. And that's what God wants out of our lives. Jesus, this is how he ministered. He's our example. He got filled with the Spirit. Here's, here's what it says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. God was with him. God was with him. There ought to be an overflow of revelation coming out of our lives. There ought to be a, 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 an overflow of ministry, an overflow of the gifts of the Spirit flowing out of our lives. 
an overflow of the anointing coming out of our lives. There ought to be an overflow of prayer coming out of our lives. We ought to be so quick that when we see a need that we're just ready to, we're ready to say, hey, can I pray with you right now? Because we know that we're just, we have that effectual prayer just working through us and we're filled with God. We know that when people of faith pray for people in faith, miracles happen. And we just, we need to just get full of God. I'm not talking about getting weird. Please listen, don't get weird. Don't get weird, okay? Don't get people. A lot of things done in the name of the Holy Spirit, in the name of you know, uh, you know, being filled with the Spirit, name of the fire of God, and don't don't get weird. You don't have to get weird. It, a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit ought to be uh, it, the Holy Spirit in our lives ought to be an attraction, not something that repels people away from us. The Bible the Bible tells us in Acts. Uh, Chapter 1, verse 8, it says, uh, I think it's 1-8. Let me think. Get to use paper today. I'll just look it up. Acts 1.8, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And get this, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When you get filled with the Holy Spirit, it ought to make you a greater witness, not a worse witness. We ought to be able to reach more people because of it, not, not push people away. We, we, we need to make sure that we're not, we're not pushing people away. Instead, we, we need to just let it flow out of us, that God's using us. And sometimes, you know, it happens, and I, don't, I, don't, I, I just see God working, and I'm maybe talking to somebody that's an unbeliever, or they're, they're a believer, but they're very carnal-minded, and I just see God working. I don't say, hey, God's speaking right now. God's no, I just let the anointing of God destroy yokes, remove burdens. I just allow God to do what needs to be done. And, and you know, they think, they think oh, wow. You know, I'm, and I will say, you know, this, this is just God's, it's not me, it's just God. It's just God wanting you, loving you, letting you know that he's wanting better for you. Okay? Are you, is that good? And so we need to, we need to do that. Now, let me, let me give you two scriptures. I, I, I've already gone a little long. It says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, keep your heart with all diligence. Keep it. Guard it. Guard it. My greatest asset. My greatest asset. I, I, I say, I have say, I've been saying this for years and years. My greatest asset is my heart. I guard it. I protect it. I make sure if there's something in there, I deal with it. I deal with it. I, I just, I, I want it. I want my heart guarded. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it. Notice here, for out of it spring the issues of life. I like the way another translation puts it. It says, above all else, guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. The word issues means the boundaries, the, 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 the substance of your life. Out of it flows the very life of God. Guard your heart. 
guard it, get filled, stay filled, protect, and then operate out of that overflow. And let's, God, let's watch God use us. Here, I'm doing this. Why? Because I'm here to tell you, not only are we growing right now, but God wants to do something far beyond our greatest imagination. And he wants to do it through a body of believers. It's not about me. Never has been. My vision, my dream for our church is that we would be a body of believers empowered with God's spirit, empowered, you being empowered by your leaders to do ministry and do something great for God. That's the dream. And that's why I'm even talking about this tonight. Because I don't know how, good, how fast God's going to do this, but I want us to be prepared. Will you join me? And being used by God in a mighty way. Let's pray. Father, thank you.